Hello, everyone, and welcome to Love in Your Life. This is Jola. You know, on this show, we talk a lot about uh, passionate work and finding passionate work. And we've, you know, gone down a couple of different um, avenues to talk about what does that mean and how do we find meaning in what we do. And we've even had people on the show that have demonstrated that they really didn't think so much about passion and meaning and purpose but they sort of went forward and followed their kind of a you know I would say intuition a gut feel about yeah let me do that let me try this and he had kind of a an open uh, mind approach to um, to finding work that they found meaningful and you know as I get along this um, you know along the road here with this show specifically because you know I've been a a counselor now a a career transition counselor and then uh, you know evolved into counseling young people to do uh, work that is important for them to do you know we talk a lot about interests right what are you interested in doing and how does that you know how well how can we turn that into the options that you have available to to be able to you know say I I may want to go in that direction I may want to do this I may want to try that um and uh, and very often that involves a thing called networking where we go pick people's brains so to speak about that particular career path or that particular job and we are able to to ascertain whether or not it is indeed a place where we want to consider or explore or find out more about or uh, shadow or even take courses in or certifications in and that is all very viable but what what I'm feeling now is I'm I'm sort of expanding my definitions too as I go along and speak to more and more people and the reason for that is because I think that people um, that have been down that road and they're looking back now on it, I think they have a great deal of wisdom to share. And, I, you know, part of it has to do with being very responsive to the moments that appear. Um, we had Deb on the show um, and she said, I just did what was in front of me. I just kind of tried this and I tried that and was presented with some options and said yes to everything just about. Um, and then as it evolved, she said she discovered what she didn't want to do. And that was just as valuable as discovering what she was kind of interested in and wanted to do. Um, So, you know, I'm thinking now to expand my view and say that maybe we shouldn't be giving people a, we shouldn't be misrepresenting that passionate thing because I think it's an ominous, almost an ominous um, subject matter to find passionate work because many of us, maybe the majority of us, don't even have a clue what that would be for us you know like we have to have passion in our work why don't we just follow the interests that we have and if you know we should identify them on our own but again going back to the assessment process um, I'm working with two young people now and um, they were both confirming what their interests were with the results of the of the Berkman test Uh, it just sort of what it usually does is validate and confirm 
uh, already what we know about ourselves, right? Because we we pretty much know what we're interested in. Our parents know what we're interested in. Why? Because they they sort of you know um, observe us growing up and see how we gravitate towards certain things, and that makes a great deal of sense, right? So our interests are pretty simple to list, you know, make a list of, and. Then the second step would probably be to go in that direction of our interests and keep exploring things. Maybe take little jobs. Maybe, you know, I started working when I was a sophomore in high school, so I was only 15. And, you know, I, I, I ironed for people. I babysat. I did various things. Then I went to a hospital and I worked in the hospital. And as I was going along, when I look back on it, I guess I was determining, no, this is not for me. Yes, this is something I like to do. You know, I want more of this and less of that kind of thing. Um, and that led me to college, which was, you know, sort of uh, logical for me because, of course, I, you know, chose the teaching track. But, um but for many of us, I think, you know, it could be very, uh, that sort of strategy could be very applicable because you take this, you try that while you're young enough and you can make those changes and you um, discover for yourself what what kinds of things um, you like. And then there's this other idea about find work that is valuable okay so for example um you know me babysitting and ironing for people and all that 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 had value to the people I was doing it for certainly right um I was serving I was in a service position and I you know I maintain that I've been serving my entire career um and and but I was discovering things about that service, like where do I find the most fulfillment? Maybe that's the word in how I served. You know, like you could serve somebody in a restaurant a meal, or you could serve someone by, uh, you know, getting certified in a certain assessment tool to be able to have them go through. Um, the process so that you could help them with their decisions about uh, their interests and their, you know, and how to utilize those interests and what kind of environment they need um, to work in because we have very specific things that Berkman says about how you really like to work, prefer to work. What are your, you know, what are your sort of um, hot buttons in the environment? Um, you know, not only the cultural environment, but the physical environment. I mean, do you need to have a window so that you can see the outside? I think I talked about this before. So I'm thinking there's a couple things here, you know, expanding our views of what we do to find work that is personally meaningful and not so much thinking about passion and purpose, you know, because those are, like I said, ominous terms that sometimes frighten people into not being able to make a decision right because it's like I don't know I don't know and then the other the third thing about this whole story here is the idea of following your gut versus your head you know um, when we have those gut feels when we have those intuitive moments I feel like it's our heart trying to talk to our head and you know uh, the head sort of almost you know over uh, rules the heart in many instances because but every time it does I should say every time it does we live to regret it I know how I, I have personally um, I've had intuitive uh, moments oh I can't tell you how many I've had and most of them I've followed but those that I have not followed and I've second guessed and I've 
um, gone down the road of, no, that doesn't make sense to my mind, so I think I won't do it that way. I'll do it this way. I have definitely lived to regret it. And that is all about emotional intelligence, right? Our guts and our um, our hearts and our intuition is tied to our, uh, you know, I think at a soul level, you know, it's tied to our our inner workings, our inner knowingness about who we are and what we're here to do. And, you know, like I said, being more open-minded about what we are here to do, you know, and not, you know, feeling so pressured by, oh my God, I have to find this passion thing. And I was here, brought here for a purpose. And what is that? And oh, God forbid that I don't know that early enough on so that I could, you know, pursue it. And then if I miss it, to get to the end of my career and look back and say, my career was meaningless. It was purposeless. I didn't, um, I didn't do anything that, uh, that was meaningful to me. And I don't view it as having been, uh, I view it as a failure, not, not as a, but again, perception is everything, right? So I wonder sometimes if we can find purpose and meaning and passion even uh, without getting so excited about it, you know, just following the patterns of that are presented to us, like Deb mentioned in an earlier podcast, you know, things just present themselves to you all the time. And you say yes or no to the, to the, um, the thing being presented to you, right? You either say, no, thank you. Or you say, hey, I'll give it a go. Like she did. <laughs> you know, I love that when, when she said that, it, it really made me feel like I hadn't done that enough in my career where, um, you know, maybe if I had, I would have uh, ended up somewhere else. You know, uh, there's a recent uh, show on uh, where it's like three different choices or three different ways that the guy could have gone gone with his life. And sometimes I think that way, you know, like what if um, and you don't, you know, you don't want to spend too much time in the what ifs of life, because truthfully, I think the overarching thought for me anyway, is that what happens is supposed to happen. You know, there are no accidents kind of thing. So that's why I say there are no accidents even in, I suppose, you saying no, but certainly certainly, it sounds better to me to say, I'll try it, I'll give it a go because you don't know what can happen and open up to you from there, right? So if you limit the things that you are really receptive to, you'll never know what it could have been. And that will probably be disturbing to you as you get older. So it's it's kind of a, a, a really interesting thought process and switch, kind of like a pivot for me, because um, it really is, uh, you know, when you don't act on something, you you kill the idea, you know, like you, you basically say, you know, I'm not going to listen to you. I, I mean, it's presented to me, it came to me in an intuition or whatever way it came to you. And you're going to say, I, I better not, I better not, I'm fearful, I'm second guessing, I can't do it. I'm not open enough. I'm not going to pursue that. I'm going to just stay where I am. It's the safe way. 
it's more money it's you know enough money for me it's the money I need uh, that that there's no guarantee about money you know sometimes the earthly um, lures are uh, those that uh, take us in directions that we um, needn't go on and because they're not the most uh, profitable in our own personal lives Pro- and profitable I don't mean monetarily I mean you know in our at a level of meaning for us personally so um you know, I, I, I think you want to try things and I think you want to consider whether you're stuck right now and say, you know, maybe I haven't been open to some ideas that have been presented to me along the way, but now I'm going to maybe switch the way I look at things and I'm going to be more open-minded and receptive. Um, I, I just think, you know, we look at this list of interests that we have and we say, I have a lot of interests, but I don't have a lot, you know, I don't have this thing called passion. Is that a bad thing? Um, but you know, it's about, it's about, um, what, what we follow versus what we refuse to, uh, be open to, you know, uh, we might follow the, the, the path of you know fear may be our motivation rather than desire desire to experience new and different and try it out and see what happens right give it a go thing uh, versus no I don't think so I'm I'm really not up for that challenge because it it's too risky it's too it's too um, it's putting me in a position where I may not make the money that I was making um, one of my the one of the young men that I am working with right now um, I asked him what he needed you know monetarily to um, to live and he was very receptive to the idea that I may have to work two jobs to get to where I was and I'm okay with that you know he's only you know mid-20s so um, I thought that was very good to hear him say that because I, it felt more of a relief to me as his counselor but also I, I imagine to him like I'm not I'm not opposed I'm not adverse to getting in there with um, this job that I really think I, I'm gonna love you know um, and then have a side job where I supplement that because I'm accustomed to living at a certain level and then you never know where those two paths take you right so just being open and being um, you know being uh uh, just open and receptive and a feeling uh, that you that the possibilities could be uh, very appealing and attractive and lead to places that you could never imagine them leading to you know um, because I really do think that opportunities appear to us when we are paying attention to that little sort of tug that intuition that sort of um you know uh I don't know it, it, it we all have it right we have a knowingness inside of us we are told that um when we come here we have we know who we are we know who we are and we lose that idea of who we really are that authentic self as we encounter life and life's circumstances and it's never our fault but it is our responsibility to self-correct when we realize that maybe I was really following the path of fear maybe I was being motivated too much by what I'm losing rather than what I could potentially gain and um, you know the idea of 
um, endless opportunity and, you know, wide open. I mean, you hear some of these stories of people who have created such magnificent things from nothing. And you wonder, how did they do that, right? How did they do that? And they did it certainly not by being governed by fear. It had to be by, first of all, I think there is something to be said for it. I've got nothing to lose, you know. So when we're down a certain road and we have grown accustomed to a certain lifestyle, like I said, um, you know, we think of it as potentially losing something in the transition or the transformation of um, who we really want to be. Uh, but uh, but if you start right in the beginning, you have nothing to lose, right? So I kind of like that idea is going back, you know, to the younger people who don't have much to lose. And, you know, they can just throw caution to the wind and say, hey, why not? Let me try it. And how many succeed from that attitude of let me give it a go let me try it and then learning along the way what I don't like and what I can eliminate you know what I can go toward and what I can sort of go uh, away from and that's really great learning and you can only do that from giving it a try you know giving things a try Um, but I, I really you know this idea of what I was meant to be and um, all that kind of stuff I think it's getting to a point where I'm thinking that kind of is distracting. Um, it, it kind of puts another, you know, sort of stressor where it needn't be. Um, but, you know, but who you are and what you believe in and what you want to do in the world has to converge and for you. And that has to identify some level of your personal um, uniqueness and purpose. And all of those are, are a backdrop to this idea of going forward and, you know, taking taking opportunity taking advantage of opportunities and seeing where it takes you and being receptive I just like that idea so much more than starting with this stressor of find your passion oh my god you're interested in this many things so let's identify you know how we network with uh, that field and that field because it's it falls in line with your interests and you know and your personality style which is important it's a very important but it's not um, it's not really everything and doesn't help to be closed off to other things right so if you can do that stuff and then still be open to other stuff as it comes and is presented to you then that's different um you know be be open and and um and have that mindset that you know that that sort of um accepting uh mindset instead of rejecting mindset of what i don't want don't do that to yourself because I think that that's putting you in a position of fear and um, unnecessary uh, delay. You can get to it right now. You can get to happiness right now. And, you know, speaking of happiness, just being happy with what you're doing. You know, that's another thing Deb said, um, you know, when we talked to her and she said, I just always put myself in a position of liking what I did. And then in the process of liking what I was doing in general, I found specific details within that that I didn't want to repeat. So I was able to, you know, sort of construct this idea of, yeah, well, I know I don't like doing that. So that part of the job, you know, I'll just not, you know, I won't, I'll eliminate that. If, it, if, if, if a, an opportunity presents me and it has that 
component piece in it, I know I can say no to it. So it's kind of like a really cool um, thought that I had that I, I don't think we want to limit ourselves. I think we want to be expansive and receptive and open. I think we want to... Um, to embrace every moment as a new possibility and in those moments you know sort of weave a pattern of uh here's what it looks like and get and gets into clearer and clearer focus as we go along anyway i have to leave it there guys it's already 20 minutes so um until next time thank you so much for listening remember to live with love in your life personally and professionally